Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. I am so happy to be talking to you all again today. Dad first brought this message to the pulpit on June 9, 1974. It was a summer day in Iowa, probably pretty warm. Hopefully the church had air conditioning. The topic was one for all seasons, and the scripture was from Matthew, the 28th chapter in the 19th verse. And that scripture says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, one for all seasons. Now, I'm pretty sure that we all know the reference in the Bible of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now that is a trinity. And for the church, that, that there are many symbols in most Christian churches that relate to the trinity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But you know, it's interesting how many stories there are that relate to that also. For instance, Dad told a parable, did Dad told a lot of stories when he was preaching, and I'm not sure where he got this one. But it wasn't a family history thing. It wasn't anything that I'd ever heard before. You know, but it was something, and he took it from, from the Ozarks in Arkansas. So he called it a mountain parable. And he said, you know, there was a time, he thought it was probably in the 1930s, maybe the late 1920s. And he said there was, there was a Uncle Jasper and his, and his Aunt Millie, you know, and, and Millie, well, Millie wanted to go visit her sister who lived in Little Rock. Now, they lived in Searcy. Now, Searcy is about, I don't know, maybe an hour, hour and a half at, you know, north of Little Rock, depending on which side of Little Rock you're coming from today. But in the 1920s and the 1930s, it was considerably longer distance, you know, as, as time-wise, as you wanted to go to that. So Jasper thought, well... Jasper thought that she should go and visit her sister. And so Jasper, who was a logger by trade, decided that he would make that happen. Now, in the 1930s, it was kind of a unique experience for a person to ride on a train. And it was something that was kind of exciting for them to do. And Millie had never been on a train before. And she was a little scared of going on the train, seeing how fast they go and everything. But Jasper, he thought that she should have the experience. So he worked hard. And as a lumberman, I mean, that really is hard, uh, laborious work. And he saved his money. He worked the extra hours and finally came to the time when Millie said, OK, she would go to Little Rock and she would visit her sister. And, you know, that's a two hour train ride probably in those days. So Jasper went in, asked his boss for the morning off. Now, he promised that he would take Millie to the train station, see her off, and that he would be back at work in the afternoon. And that's exactly what he did. But you know, when he came back to work, he was limping. His clothes were all torn up. They were just, he was just beat up. And it was, it was really a difficult time for him to just even walk into the, 
into the logging shed to, to say hi to the boss and go try to go out to work. And the guys looked at him and they looked at him and go, Jasper, what happened? What did you do? And, and how's Millie? And he goes, oh, Millie's fine. Millie's fine. You know, but you know, you, you know that I was putting Millie on the train and he, and he did, and I did put Millie on the train, but Millie was nervous and I felt like I needed to calm her down. So I went on the train with her and I sat with her on the train. Conductor came by, said, hey, you're going to have to leave the train. And Jasper looked at Millie and saw that Millie was still not very calm. And he says, look, I'll leave the train as soon as Millie's not nervous anymore. And the conductor looked at the guys, decided he didn't really want to make a point of it, and says, well, I'm not going to argue with you, but you're going to have to get off the train as soon as we start moving. Well, right about then, the train started moving. And a couple seconds later, Millie goes, oh, no, you have to get off the train. I'm feeling better. This isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So Jasper got up, ran to the door, and he's moving along at a pretty good clip then. And he says, well, what do I do now? And the conductor looked at him and said, jump. So he jumped. He jumped out as far as he could, rolled around in the rocks on the edge of the of the park, of the, of the train track there. And, well, you know, the bottom line is, Jasper probably could have handled the situation just a little bit differently. But that really wasn't the point my dad was trying to make. I mean, Jasper truly was trying to do the right thing. He was trying to get his wife to go see her sister in Little Rock and to ride on a train for the first time. Really kind of a big deal for Millie. So how could this end up being a bad thing? Well, other than the fact it almost broke both his legs and tore up his arms and, you know, made it so that he was going to be really sore for a few days. That bottom line, though, is when you take a look at the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and you look at most stories, well, Jasper, he's the creator of this story. And you know, in his mind, he created the need for Millie to go visit her sister. And he was the incarnation. And of this, he did this because he bought the ticket. And on the railroad, he then had to be persuasive. And so Uncle Jasper stayed with Millie until she, he had calmed her down. And then he took that long jump. So when you take a look at the three things that he was, well, that's similar to the thinking of what you have with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And you have other stories. I, I mean, God comes with three forces of action. You know that God is the Creator, God is the Incarnate Son, and God is the persuasive Holy Spirit. And we know that. You know, we know that God is all three. And we know that God created the world, and we know that he gave his only begotten Son. And we know that God and his Holy Spirit has shown interest in having us feel faith so that we know that the love of faith is wonderful. Now, we also have a play. Well, it's by Shakespeare, and I think we're all familiar with this one. It's called Romeo and Juliet. And, you know, first of all, in that play, you have a creator. I mean, the play was created in the mind of Shakespeare. And secondly, his incarnate was, is the creation of his mind through the words and the actions that take place upon the stage. He had to write them down, and people had to learn them to be able to do them on the stage. And thirdly, then, before the real creation could be known, 
even after the words had been written down and memorized by the players, there has to be a persuasive spirit in the minds of the players that might portray what it is that Shakespeare had in mind when he created the play Romeo and Juliet. Somehow or other, it has to reveal Shakespeare's innermost thoughts, the thoughts that he had when he was writing the tragedy of the love story. So one can even make the story live even today. And it's simply because people are still persuaded to interpret the feeling and the mind of the creation of Shakespeare. And you have the creation, you have the incarnate son, and you have the spirit. So God created us. God and his manifestation of Jesus created, revealed to us what God had in mind for us to be. For we can understand how another human being can be like the Holy Spirit, giving us the inner compulsion to be everything that God has planned for us to be. So remember, when you think about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, just think about how many things in our lives today that that trinity of holy things impacts, and that trinity of holy things carries through in so many things that we do on a daily basis. Truly a wonderful thing. Now, I keep coming back at the end of every one of these sessions and talking about how Congress is struggling as they they uh, go through the job that they have of governing this here United States. Pretty obvious, at least to me, that we need to keep praying for our leaders and keep praying that they find a stable and sane manner. I can't emphasize that enough, that stable and sane manner for governing this country. May the Lord bless you, keep you in peace. I do want to ask everyone listening to this today to help spread the word about this podcast. Help me continue to keep my father's work for the Lord alive. Please tell your friends and your church groups about this podcast. Share it on social media. Let people know that these inspirations are available. There's a new book available on Amazon titled Throwing Ink. It was a compilation of inspiration based on Dad's work. It was written by me, G.W. Stark. 